This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This episode of Blue Shirt Breakaway is brought to you by our moms. Yep, both our moms join us for this episode. I can't believe it happened, and it gets way more inappropriate than I thought it would have, but here we are, 2018, everyone. Also brought to you by our Patreon sub- subscribers who support this podcast and make it possible. And of course, Nick from EmpiricalDesigns.net. Alright, this is um this might go down as an all-timer. I don't like to say that about podcasts. There's a few particular Blue Shirts Breakaway podcasts that I, I like to say are all-time. The episode where Greg calls in and his hamstring is broken. Uh, the episode where Woj comes on and we ask the question. And I have a feeling this might be number three. Could be wrong, could be overhyping it, but man... Uh, this is, this was something. Prepare to learn way too much about me and Greg, and uh, let's go. Hey, Busher Breaker fans, welcome to another week of Busher Breakaway. I am your host, Ryan Mead, and I am here with my co-host, Gregory Kaplan, and welcome to our MomCast. Off-season fun, Greg, say hello. Yeah, if, you, if you're not here for nonsense, we got about 20 minutes of Ranger talk, and then we have uh, some real-life shit that we're going to get into. Some real-life stuff, as in we're bringing our mothers on the podcast. Why, you may ask, and I will feed you. The reason is, yesterday was Mother's Day. We were recording this on a Monday at 6.14 p.m., and, you know, what, what way to better appreciate your moms than put them out on the internet for a bunch of listeners to listen to? We've, we've joked about it for a long time. And on Sunday, I messaged you and just thought, if there's ever going to be a time to do it. Oh, it's now. Seems like today would be to do it. Right. So I, you know, just to preface things, we didn't have a hockey guest this week. I know what you're wondering. You guys are the number one Rangers podcast. How come you don't have a guest writer that's talking about the conference finals? Well, we're not that good. So we so we're bringing on our moms, and well, uh, it's not it's not just that it's we'd want to bring someone on to talk about the lightning, but I don't know if you know this. They're a little busy right now. Well, a little busy. Those lightning writers, kind of yeah. panic button time. I don't know. Uh, I think so. I'm still waiting for the Capitals to fuck it up. Maybe they, they the have greatest looked, thing that's ever happened to the Capitals is me coming on every podcast once a week saying they're going to fuck it up. They have looked quite good. I got the chance to watch. Uh, I've watched about four periods of both those games mm. uh, until they were blowouts. I kind of had them on the side, you know, like on the on the second screen. It I second screened them. Mm. Uh, that whole team, the offense is kicking on all cylinders, and good for them. They look like the favorite to win the cup right now. Except the Jets are also a powerhouse. Except they're boring, and you can only name one player from that team. Two, maybe. I could name more than one player from the yeah, Jets. It's because you follow hockey, but I would say the casual hockey fan can't name more than two players. I would have a hard time believing the casual hockey fan doesn't know Patrick Line. Dustin Bufflin, Blake Wheeler, Mark Shifley. Turba. Okay. Yeah. I, I, let's prove your point wrong a little bit more. Okay. Let's. Well, you know what, Greg? Hands up. I'm wrong. Yeah. Just sometimes you got to admit it. But I, you know who doesn't want Winnipeg in the finals? Oh. The NHL. <laughs> they do not want Winnipeg in the finals. They're the, they are rooting for Vegas so hard. The uh, the thing I I was talking with a coworker who's a big hockey fan today, and the thing that I find most hilarious is 
350 days out of the year, Canada refused to believe that Winnipeg is like a viable city in the country. And then when Winnipeg is the only Canadian city left, all of a sudden everyone is from Western Canada. Drives me, drives me bonkers. Uh, and Winnipeg, not a big place. Not that I've been there, but I've looked on Google Maps because I got curious. Not that big. You're saying it's smaller than Atlanta. I am. I still think it's hilarious that Atlanta has lost two hockey teams to the bustling economies of Calgary and Winnipeg. Ooh, man. What do you think the number one job in Winnipeg is? And we'll post it on Twitter because we'll look after this. You don't think it's hockey player? It's... <laughs> Never mind. You answered my question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's hockey player. A Rangers podcast, you say? Uh, yeah, that's us. Uh, this There was some interesting news this week in Rangerstown, except there wasn't. And uh, I guess the real question we have to ask is, with the draft coming up, who's who's staying and who's going? And there was a little interested tidbit in the Brooks article this week. It says he has a speculation that Spooner is not in the plans for the Rangers going forward. And is it me or was that obvious? I don't know if it was obvious. First of all, I'd like to welcome everyone to Conjecture Season. It's our favorite season of hey, Rangers hockey. Where trying to get rejected? It's still too. Uh, it's too far away from the actual start of the off season and too far removed from the end of the regular season. So now we're just throwing shit at the wall. And we're going to see what we can talk about. Um, with regards to Spooner, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast, and I think we've talked about it before. How if the Rangers are not so much bridge a guy, but if the Rangers are going to let someone go to arbitration and only sign him to a one-year deal, as Brooks mentioned, Spooner really is the guy that makes the most sense just because he's he's an imperfect fit. But he, as we talked, we talked about this with Dan last week, he seems to be an imperfect fit everywhere. He was an imperfect fit for the Bruins. He's an imperfect fit for the Rangers. He's, he's a skilled hockey player, and there's value for him on the trade market. The question is, how much money is this guy going to want in free agency and the Rangers. I, I don't think the Rangers are married to either Spooner or Nemestikov. And I think that's the best way to go about it. Cause if you're not married to either player, I think the Rangers are going to let the market dictate which one, if they decide to keep either, they will keep. Um, I, I think Vladdy's the big lean there. I, I think that was the prize they wanted other than actually other than the prospects. Like, I think that was a good return. That there's a player they were looking that they could use in the future with, with body. Yeah, and it, of course, you saying that makes it all the more infuriating that some guy named Elaine Vigneault buried him as soon as he came over to the Rangers. And well, I think it's clear. We, can just, we just come out and say it now. He hated Russians. It's really not <laughs> that hard to throw out there. He really hated Russians. Spooner, Spooner, look, let's not, let's not mince meat here. Spooner was fantastic when the Rangers acquired him. He had 16 points in 20 games as a New York Ranger. Uh, he seemed to be involved in every offensive rush the Rangers put together when he was on the ice uh, as soon as that trade happened. I would say it was an unexpected and noteworthy surprise that he was included in the Rick Nash deal to begin with. I, I, I was not expecting that caliber of player to be coming back in the trade. Uh, I think the Rangers are in a good spot with Spooner. I, I'm going to, I know I'm not team Spooner. I'm not team Domestikov. I'm team figure I'm, it all out. I'm team what I'm, a team I always am, Greg. You know what team that is? Team value town. Whatever yeah, the highest you I, value you can get for these players is the value I, or is the deal and package I want on my team. It's just that yeah, simple. You and I are on the same boat, and we've talked a lot about how a bridge deal a would be really silly for a guy like um, Brady Shea. But that's not, that's not us saying that the Rangers should extend every restricted free agent they have. For a guy like Ryan Spooner, give him a one-year deal. 
let him play in a top six forward role for your team. And if the Rangers aren't in the mood to be contenders next year, trade him at the deadline for a haul. I'm not saying a like a, a Michael Grabner-esque haul. Get another second round pick. Get another high, low floor, high Just ceiling prospect. collecting like assets. As, yeah. The name of the game, Ranger fans, from now on, till now till we're a contender again and we see ourselves as a serious top four team in the league, is collect as many assets as possible going forward for whatever you can get. If you could flip any player for you think they're assets that are more than that player's worth, you do it. That's just the way this team's going to be rolling. And I, I do think, with the exception of just signing John Tavares and going a different direction, that's the way we'll be going. I agree. And Spooner, Spooner is, the, is the guy that, if you're going to sign someone to a one-year deal just to see what you have and just to see what you can do with him for a full season, he's the guy to give a one-year deal to. Um, Nemesnikov, I'm not so sure, would make sense on a one-year deal. And the, But there's also... There's value in signing. We, we talk so much about how long-term contracts obviously are valuable, but there's value in signing a guy also to a one-year deal just because it makes him such a more appetizing asset at, in, in a trade. You're not married to long-term money to a guy. You don't have to make sure it works for multiple years. If a playoff team feels Ryan Spooner can best help their push at the trade deadline, they're going to move an asset for him, and it could be a second-round pick. It could be a prospect. It could be more, depending on the season that he's having. Hey, Nick Holden got a third-round pick, everybody. Just keep thinking <laughs> about that. Uh, it's true. And um, Pavel Buchnevich was a third-round pick. Also keep thinking hello, about that. Hello. Oh, hey. Hello. What's up with just, that? Yeah, I'm just punching my microphone. Just punching Getting all worked up. Punching mics? Uh, yeah, it's, I don't think you need – I don't think – Well, the other part about Spooner, to... Greg, is that, you know, I'm not a stocks guy. I did okay with crypto. But sure. you want to sell high. And there's no higher time than Ryan Spooner's value is going to be than right now. It would be a calculated risk to keep him and assume that his value is going to keep rising. I, of course, it's possible. Uh, it's 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 an extreme risk that doesn't seem worth the squeeze. I will say the the popular there there were debates. I'm not going to call them arguments. There were debates on Twitter today about who was who would rather you who would you rather have Spooner or Domestikov? Are you not you are, you, are you not saying their arguments because a particular person on Twitter Fritzy, uh was involved in them? <laughs> I'm just saying his words, not mine. Okay, interesting. Uh, this is just this is one debate where I I don't think you need a I don't think you have to choose between the two. I think you just let the market dictate. If the Rangers inherently value Vlad Nemesnikov more than Ryan Spooner, sure. It sounds like they do. Uh, Larry Brooks it, he made he he posed the Spooner question as informed speculation, which is more than you or I will either have. I Nemesnikov does have inherent ability that I don't think Spooner does because he, he just the glimpses we got of Nemesnikov was that of a dynamic player who could both slide on center and the wing and create offense on his own. And I think Spooner he he was excellent in his 20 game stay with the Rangers. But I, I, I think he relies a little bit more on talent around him than other guys. I think once you have him situated with a line that clicks, he's a guy you definitely want to keep in that middle six and will help you offensively and could help you on the power play. I just, I think the Mesnikov presents a higher upside, but at the same time, you have to remember the Mesnikov is probably going to cost more money. The Mesnikov, I think the, Projections I've seen, Nemestikov is going to get somewhere in the neighborhood of 4.4, 4, 
It's not breaking the bank when you're a team like the Rangers that has over $20 million cap space. Whereas Spooner, even on a one-year deal, you're probably looking somewhere between three, 3.2. So I don't know. It, it's it's a fascinating question. And I I I am I can go Spooner over Nemestikov. I can go Nemestikov over Spooner. I could trade both. I could keep both. I'm honestly open to any and all roads that the Rangers want to go down in, re- in regards to those two. I personally don't see both coming back. I think it's much, much more likely that both get traded out. But I, I don't think I am so clearly on one bandwagon or the other that I would be upset if one whoever gets traded, I, I, I'm cool with keeping the other guy too. Just give me the value. That's all I care about. Yeah, and right now I think Nemestikov and Spooner's trade value is pretty equal. Uh, maybe Nemestikov has I think a Nemestikov slight edge. Is just a, a more prestigious name. That's I, yeah, it. I think people see the name and they they think more fondly of him than they do Spooner. And, and, but, and that's simply a name thing. And that, yeah. as much as we don't want to admit that that's real, it definitely is. Sure, but I I I think the value. I I don't know if you're getting better than a second round pick for either of them. Probs not, but you might want to do that. Or you could, again, this is a team that has a, a buttload of assets. You could package one of them with a late first. You could patch one of them with one of your seconds. And then you could move up in the draft. You can get an asset, a rosterable asset that you have your eyes on. They could be part of, say, a package for an Oscar Clefbaum. I don't know. There are a lot of options. Again, this is going to be a theme throughout the entire offseason. The first time in a long time, the Rangers have a shitload of options. It's weird having options. It's it's, weir- it's incredible. It's weird being like, wow, we can actually make moves. Despite right. like, by, by the way, despite having Brandon Smith and Steve Camper signed still on this roster. Ugh. I'm not thinking about Camper. I still can't believe it was two years. Remember when you told me it was two years and I didn't believe you? Because <laughs> why would it be two? I why was like, wait a second. Years? I follow this team. There's no chance we signed him for two years. It's all right. He'll be exposed to waivers. Hopefully someone will pick him up or something. Who I don't would care. do that? I'm not, I am not imagining Steve Camford even being the seventh defenseman on the New York Rangers. Next better, year. I just don't care about him. He better not be. I, I, he's, he's just not good. Steve, love you, buddy. No, I don't. I take it back. No, I don't. I no, don't. that's... That, that's a that's a big word to use. Steve is a person that once played hockey, and that's how I'm going to remember him. You're a person that played hockey from that I watched once. Sure. I watched once in person. You made some mistakes. Anyway, uh, that's okay. You made your money. Could have been better. Let's talk about Henrik Lundqvist and how he said, I would love to have John Tavares on this team. Thanks, Hank. <laughs> Breaking news. Uh, star goaltender wants star offensive player to play with him i love that that was like a big article going around uh the rangers media sphere for like a day or two it was like guys henrik blunquist would like to have one of the best players in the league on the team because he he feels like he's near the end of his career and he wants to win oh my god it would have been a story if hank said nah fuck that guy like (laughs) then then you have a story that's a real story deep-seated hate for john Tavares. that would have been both such a turn for Henrik Lundqvist, the media figure, and for our opinion of John. If Hank said, fuck John Tavares, how, how would you and I react? I'd be like, I guess Hank has spoken. I guess that's it. We're not going for him. <laughs> remember we start, we remember that great James pitch? James like a lot more. Remember that pitch that Greg made on the podcast? We take it back. <laughs> that was it. That pitch was actually for uh, the San Jose Sharks. Oh, yes. That's exactly who it was. I still think yeah. we're in the Tavares running. We'll see. I think it's. I think it comes down to us, the Sharks. I don't understand why the Devils wouldn't be involved. I, I and uh, 
I don't know about the Islanders. I, I feel like every passing day that goes by, the Islanders become less and less likely for no reason whatsoever. Maybe it's just because the fan base is starting to talk themselves into a life without John Tavares, and it it just floods our Twitter timeline. So the more negative the fans seem to be, the more positive I seem to be about him leaving. But it's also just listening to other more knowledgeable media people talk about John Tavares. It certainly sounds like this is a guy who not only wants to test free agency, but doesn't have a burning desire to return to Long Island. I think, well, I mean, if you were just tortured for eight years, right? Stick with me. You were tortured the entire time of your, your, your greatness. You had an MVP season, maybe two. And uh, you really, the pieces weren't really, really ever put around you. You've seen players kind of get dicked up and down around you the entire time. Players you thought were good that you'd want to keep around, they were not signed. And you've never given really any help. And you didn't really make a really deep playoff push or run. And you never got a goalie. I could see why you'd want to leave. Yeah, that's, that's the thing with the Islanders. They've, they've given John help, but it feels like they always give him one of the three things they always need. You need a scorer to play with John Tavares, they go out and trade for Jordan Everly, but they don't address the goaltending and they pretty much ignore the defensive structure. Um, and it's just stuff like that that they seem to do every year with Tavares. They almost, it feels like from someone who doesn't watch the Islanders on a nightly basis, it feels like the Islanders always thought Tavares would be able to carry them wherever they wanted to go. And he he tried. Oh, He, he did everything he could. Well, but. Also, they just didn't more, build the team around them. One more thing, Greg. You know the Islanders are top bottom two in attendance, which is insane because well, they play in Brooklyn. Yeah, no one wants to go to Barclays though. I know. I'll also, make, the I'll Islanders fan Barclays, base right? is not in Brooklyn. Yeah, it's, it's like, in Nassau County. Yeah, the, the Islanders fan base is where it used to be. It's just the arena was old as shit, and they didn't want to upgrade it. So in, instead, they left, and then the upgraded arena is now nicer than Barclays. But it doesn't seat enough people for them, so they have to build their own home. They left looking for a home without a plan to find one. That That is an organizational flaw we don't have to ever worry about because we play at Madison Square Garden, even though Penn Station is such a shithole that Madison Square Garden should be moved. Uh, it never will because New York. Um, That's another conversation that we'll have one day. Yeah, but no, it, the, the attendance thing is because Islander fans, and it's easy to say, oh, well, you know, it, how hard is it to really get to Brooklyn from Long Island? Have you ever traveled on the Long Island Railroad? Uh, yeah, I have shit. a lot. It's shitty. Yeah, it's shitty. It's it's it 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 might as well be in New Jersey or somewhere further away than New Jersey from Long Island that it's, I am blanking on. I've been on trains in Germany, and let me tell you, we suck at trains. We're yeah. fucking terrible at trains. Long Island Railroad is miserable. And correct me if I'm wrong. Is there even there has to be a Long Island Railroad stop right at Barclays, right? Uh, there is. You have, but you have to transfer from the Babylon line from where I take it. You have to transfer at Jamaica to go to Barclays. So you can't just go straight like, like on the Babylon line. You go straight to Penn. You have to transfer. So people get scared Eesh. about that. People don't the like Penn. Sucks. And Penn well, is. Uh, have, have, awful. have you been to Penn Station? I have a lot because I go to. Yeah, Ranger games. I don't. I don't blame. I don't blame the Islanders. One well, I blame them a little bit because it's their fault that they went to Barclays in the first place. I don't blame Islander fans for not wanting to go to Barclays. That's what I'm trying to say. Can I just a quick aside? I uh, I'm doing another podcast now, not to plug it, but it's it's really ner- it's really nerdy and about something no one cares about, and I won't even talk about it after this anymore. Oh, you're doing a Mets podcast? I am. I'm actually doing a uh, a, a podcast about a team, the Wilpon Zone. 
Interesting. Remember, uh, remember when life was good, and I was talking to Big yeah, Game about this team. I do. I, uh, can I post? Can I please post what happened in our private group one day? <laughs> <laughs> um, Greg posted. Everyone has to accept that the Mets are the best team, and that we're just gonna have to live with that. And our friend Matt commented right below and immediately was like, "I'm gonna screenshot this for three weeks later." And then you posted, "The Mets are garbage fire," and the exact are, are the uh, equivalent of Tiyata Yadier Molina's nuts getting ripped off. And no, 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 no. If you're going to say it, you have to say it correctly. I okay. said the New York Mets are Yadier's, Yadier Molina's nutsack, lifeless and useless. Oh, my God, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and then our friend Matt posted that exact screenshot uh, below. I'm going to post that tomorrow on our Twitter so you'll retweet it. Um, and uh, I forgot about, oh, where was, oh, yeah, somebody was listening to my new the new podcast, and he's an Islander fan because I talked about this show on it. And he was like, yeah, man, you should just be an Islander fan. I was like, do you know that I host – a Rangers podcast for three years, man. It's super easy to check my history. I just talked about how I was doing this because I was talking about how it's so easy to have access to these esports players, whereas MSG will never let us talk to anybody. But it's not just that; it's, it's any hockey team. Oh, Name a hockey I, team I, that I, makes I said, access easy. I said the NHL in general, uh, but I was yeah. using MSG as an example. Yeah, that's the thing. Why are you parking so close to my car, guy? It's a completely. Oh, thank you, friend. <laughs> um, Oh no, he's just gonna. I, I, anyway, this has been social commentary with Greg. Anyway, it's just ridiculous. The, the parking lot. I don't want to get into it, Ryan. Um, yeah, no. The NA, we. How many times are we gonna talk about how the NHL and MLB have marketing issues? Uh, uh the, the MLB definitely has marketing issues. Yeah, we've gone. I mean, the NHL is more obvious than the MLB. Oh yeah, it's way obvious. Could you just put Mike Trout on the Weather Channel every single day? That's all I ask. Just do anything with Mike Trout. The fact that Mike Trout isn't on TV right now at 6.34 p.m. Eastern time. Like, Mike Trout should just be on SportsCenter every night. The best thing the, that... The, the, the Angels aren't playing until 10. Put him on the 6. The best thing the Angels have done uh, with, with Mike Trout in the last, like, three months is they had that Mike Trout weather report, and they are like, he's like, it's kind of hot. <laughs> and then, like, it just like, cut out. It was the best thing. You need to market that fucking guy. All right. It's um, so, so any other Ranger news we have to talk about? I think we missed. Did we miss something? I feel like we did. Um, I'm looking I mean, right now. I don't think so, though. We're, I still like that we're living in a world where we're talking about Kovalchuk as a possibility and not oh an inevitability. God. Yeah, everyone on the fucking Reddit is like, you know, but what if, you know, Kovalchuk, he might not come. He's It's signed. Like, it's over. Guys. It's it's done. And He's, it's a good, It's it, two years is the perfect amount of time to have Ilya Kovalchuk. Uh, the one thing we didn't talk about, Brooks. I, first of all, the Brooksy revolution this year. Welcome phenomenal. back, Brooks. Welcome back. I, I am dying to get him on a podcast just to just to talk to him. He seems like a... Do you he think seems we like could get Brooks? I feel like he's obtainable. Yeah, I feel like he's the perfect guy to sit down at a bar with and just let him talk about whatever he wants to talk about and just react to it. That's exactly it. That's a great night. A great night with Brooks. How can we reach out to Brooks? Does anyone know Larry Brooks? Let us know. We'll, fi- we'll find an email address for him somewhere. Um... But Brooks, Brooks got uh, on his – I'm not going to say high horse because high horse has a bad connotation to it. Brooks, Brooks basically said, if you're wasting time worrying about how long this rebuild is actually going to be, you're, wait, you're, you're an idiot. And it, it just warms my heart. Oh, because a, how, it, many times, how many a, times have we talked about it? It's a rebuild, not a retool. That, the, is it though? Yeah, who, well, this who, is where we – Why, and I why have this conversation? Who cares? Like, okay. see how the see how the offseason plays out. The offseason will determine how long this rebuild is. You and I talking about it doesn't make any sense because it could be a it's, rebuild or the Rangers could be competitive. It's on a very night. simple math equation. Did John Tavares sign? It's a retool. Did he not? It's probably a rebuild. Or if they tra- if the Rangers 
re-sign Hayes, re-sign Shea, trade for a high-end defenseman. It could be one of those years where it wasn't a complete rebuild. The Rangers might make the playoffs next year. They might not. But at the same time, we're not going to call this a long-term rebuild. It, Brooks's point is exactly this. It's not up to us to determine how long this shit is going to take. Gorton is going to tell us how long it's going to take by his actions this offseason. If the Rangers strip everything down, which I highly doubt they will, then yeah, we're talking multiple years. Or the Rangers could just fill around the edges a little bit this year, leave openings for the young guys, and take a big swing at it next year. That's I, also a possibility. I think they're going to try and take a swing, as you know. But uh, I, I think it, it's the Rangers. It's the Rangers with twenty plus million dollars in cap space and, and and only restricted free agents to worry about resigning. When I when Dan Larose got very nicely took me to uh, season ticket holder day, they were on the mic pretty much all day. Like this team's going to be back. We're coming back. We're not well, of giving I say up because they need you to buy more money. Of course, buy more, spend money. more money. Get buy more money. more money. Buy more money. That's basically how uh, I imagine. Cryptocurrencies work. Buy that's you know, that's really that's a really good slogan for crypto. Buy, buy more money. Buy more money. All right. If you wanna... No one's doing it anymore. That was a fun two months for you in cryptocurrency, huh? I did really well. Just, yeah, just sure. I did. I'm happy I sat out. Okay. I I did really well. That's all I'm saying. Um I will not talk about that further. Let's go talk to your mother. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's gonna be terrible. So just to preface uh a preface. To this preface uh, yeah just the preface yeah why did my brain do that that was weird it's um, okay the one person who butchers the english language worse than you is gonna be my mother oh that's wonderful um i've never spoken to your mom this will be, mm. I, I don't i don't even know if she knows that i'll be on the phone call no i think uh i've talked about ryan's in my life before and i guarantee that she's never figured out there are multiple of you okay so she thinks that you're going to my bachelor party in montreal she as uh, We're going to learn a lot of things about my mom here. I've explained to my mom multiple times, one, what a podcast is, and two, that Memorial Day weekend I have a bachelor party. Yeah. But she always thinks, one, this podcast that we do is just a phone call between you and me, and two, this bachelor party is actually a wedding. Like, she, it it doesn't, for whatever reason, it just doesn't, it doesn't sink in. It doesn't get there. I'm very excited to bring my mom in this podcast. All right. I don't know what to expect. Uh, Is there anything off limits I shouldn't ask? Uh, no, I, I, I have no boundaries with this one. I'm going to talk about the cake and you being arrested. So here we go. <laughs> All right. her, I want to hear her and her side of the, uh, or as Jeff calls it, the Greg got a stern warning from the police. Uh, yeah, yeah, me too. All right, <laughs> here we go. Transition to mobs. Hello, mother. Hi, sweetheart. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Mrs. Bon, Kaplan. This How is are Ryan. you? I don't think you've met Ryan. No, we have not had the pleasure to Hi. meet. Oh, no, we haven't. No, How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, you are Greg's mom, which is must be a hard thing to do. <laughs> oh, no, no, why? No, he's she's my son. How how would that make that difficult? What? <laughs> are you serious? Uh, you, my, you don't have to, you don't have to lie. <laughs> yeah, why you lie to me? <laughs> it's right away. Oh, wait a second, wait a second, Ryan. Gregory, yeah. oh, Gregory, you did tell Ryan you're my only son. Uh, I've told Ryan I'm your favorite child. Forget the only son. I knew the favorite child thing. Yeah, I did know that. Okay. Okay. All right. So listen, what are you guys up to? Why is it that uh, you're having a telephone conversation with mothers? That's a great question. Uh, Greg, would you like to do that one? (laughs) We we thought it's the off season. There's not a whole lot to talk about. And with yesterday being Mother's Day, we thought we'd uh, we'd be good sons and we'd open up the floor to you to tell embarrassing stories about us. Or, you know, just, just appreciate moms in general. Because, you know, you deserve to be appreciated. 
Okay. All right. So <laughs> let me let me uh, let me understand this. Yes. You, you are you are Gregory's friend, correct? I wasn't Gregory's <laughs> friend one time. Um, I, there was a long time where I was not Gregory's friend, and then I've become closer to Greg than you could ever imagine in the past three years. Greg and I talk every day, and I know that seems like a lie, but it is not. There you, there you go. That is a surprise. I didn't think there was anybody on the planet that Gregory talked to every day. Every day, yeah, Greg. Ryan, and I Ryan talk. just threw me completely under the bus because I definitely call my mom like once every two weeks. <laughs> well, we text every day. It's not like we physically speak. We we talk once a week for sure, at least for two hours, um, it, during some weird podcast we do, but we, we do talk every day. Now this oh, is the, okay. yeah, well, mom. Listen, what do, what do you think a podcast is? I'm dying to know. I have no idea. That's why I'm asked, starting to ask these questions. I'm still trying to figure out what it is that we're doing as a group here. Does it have something to do with journalism? Does it have something to do with radio? Is it is it one of your is it one of your blogs? I mean, what what is it? Well, um, you actually just hit it all in the head. It's a journalism radio blog. And I know that okay. sounds absolutely ridiculous, but that's exactly what it is. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm shocked that Greg hasn't tried to tell you more about this. Because I don't know no. if you know this, it's rather successful. <laughs> well, no. Gregory told me that he was in a, he was in a um, business with you, but I just didn't, under, I didn't get all the details of what, was, what the enterprise was. That's the part. It's, the only part that I... The only part that I was aware of was um, when it came to asking me questions about our accountant. Then I knew it was a business. <laughs> we did, yeah, I we, felt like that was probably the easiest way to leave it. To. We, we did the taxes, yeah. So uh, pretty much, just to fill you in real quick, we started a show about the hockey team and the New York Rangers like two and a half years ago. We didn't think anyone would listen, and people do, which is insane. Well, Actually, no, I just, that doesn't surprise me because I have to tell you, Gregory's probably been on a podium since he's five years old. He's, he's used to trying to be the center of attention and to get everybody to listen and follow him. So it's, he does uh, a great job. Was Greg giving monologues when he was like a child? Like, would he come to the kitchen? He'd be like 10 years old, sit down for dinner and just talk about the Mets rotation for 20 minutes? Okay, I have to ask you, I really, actually, Gregory was reading the New York Times when he was five years old because, and the reason he learned how to read was so that he could understand the, the play, what are those scores called? The box, box score? Yes, that was very important to Gregory, so he learned how to read early. He's the only child I know that actually searched for the New York Times every day. The Mets, the Mets were really uh, ingrained in him very early. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, it, nothing's oh, no. changed. No, all sports, not just the Mets. I mean, all sports. I mean, Gregory is a walking encyclopedia when it comes to sports. Boy, do I my know. My mom would often, uh, my mom and my dad, I should say, would often tell me if I cared about education as much as I do about sports, I'd be a great student. You would be a great oh, no, doctor. No. Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You would have followed in the footsteps. Oh, absolutely. That's a great transition because I have to ask you about this. Um, you're uh, I know you're a doctor, as that's what I've been told. Now, Gregory's obviously no, that's my husband. My what? husband's the doctor. Okay, mom, mom's the nurse. Okay, but you're both in medical. Okay, that that we we could clear that up. 
Now, there's plenty of times where Greg is sick, dying, or has a broken hamstring and does not call you. Is there a reason for that? No, actually, I, I have to probably back that up a little bit. My kids actually all have a pretty good tolerance for pain. Okay, so the bottom line is they really have to be dying to call me. It really but, has to be something that really limits them. They're not uh, going to call me. They're not, you're, you're talking to the child that had a perfect attendance for most of elementary school. That, that was not by choice. You made me go to school. <laughs> I wanted to stay home. <laughs> but uh, the, ha the hamstring I was dying, I think I called you like crying in the car. Yeah, no, you did call us for that. So, I no, Ryan, he calls us if he has a medical problem that warrants attention. Okay. But, no. Ryan, leave that where it is. Don't even try to uh, <laughs> go further in. I'm leaving he's that not, right there. Yeah, no, he's not going to call me and whine. I, he's right. I, I, I don't have any sympathy for that. No, I, I call asking for pills. That's usually what I call asking for. That yeah, makes, that makes sense. Right. Well, no, actually, in all fairness, that is true, but that needs to be clarified. The, the thing is, when he's saying he's asking for pills, he called me when he had strep throat. He's, he's right. He needed an antibiotic. <laughs> no, he's right. He's right. He, he calls me when he knows that, you know, the treatment of choice is something that he can't get by himself. That's true. There's uh, there's two things I want to clarify. Greg has told a lot of stories on this podcast about his childhood, and there's there's two quick ones I want to just throw at you. Uh, and speaking of throwing, one of them was that uh, Greg, do you want do you want to rephrase this so I don't unphrase it about throwing a cake? Yeah, I just I've told Ryan and multiple people multiple times about the incident where you and I got in a fight on my birthday and you frisbeed my cake off the deck. That's true. <laughs> What I want to, I want to, I don't know if I've ever heard the story from your perspective. I want to hear the story from your perspective. Okay, Ryan, this is what happened. Okay, I'm ready. I, I actually, I, it was Gregory's birthday. Okay, I actually had to work. So I got home from work. Of course, since I worked all day, I ended up buying him an ice cream cake because the bottom line was obviously I wasn't home all day. I wasn't going to bake a cake because mm -hmm. I was, you know, I worked all day. So, I went outside, the dog, or so the dog, I don't know what it was, something caught my attention. I walked outside, and our patio, well, not our patio, our deck off the house was second story, okay? Mm -hmm. So I walked out the slider, I go out the slider, and Gregory thinks he's funny, he locks me outside. Oh, Greg. Okay. I'm tired, I've worked all day, I haven't taken my clothes off yet from work, I needed to pee, and he locks me outside. All right, fine. Now, don't get me wrong, there was a way to get in the house. I could have walked down a flight and a half of stairs, gone in through the garage, walked back up a flight of stairs, and let myself in. I could have, but I didn't. What I did was, I was having a conversation with a child who decided he was going to be funny, and it was hilarious that I was stuck outside. Well, it was so hilarious that after about the fifth request of asking him to let me in, with threatening him with bodily harm, and that he was not going to be breathing when I did get in, this is he finally let me in the house. When I got in the house, I was so angry. I'm not a physical person. Okay, maybe another mother would have spanked him or another mother would have slapped him. Oh, I don't know what other people do. I'm not physical. Mm -hmm. So 
My way of getting even with Gregory was through his stomach. I took that cake and I flung it <laughs> in the did, did, Greg, did Greg cry on the spot? He didn't cry, but I mean, he, I, he was justifiably upset. Uh, yeah. He, really, he was shocked. And to be honest with you, I think I shocked the pants off of him. I think that was, I'm going to be, I, that was an expert move on your part. I, there's no better move than there was right there. I told him, I said, you shouldn't have locked me outside. That's what I told him. I said, if you wanted a case, you, I, I threatened him. I told him, I said, when I get in the house, you have no idea. I am so angry. I told him. I said, <laughs> I, 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 I said your, your, your famous words were now I feel better. That's a great story. There's actually one more story I want to clarify. That Greg tells me this story about how he was working at this particular store that had he had a very mean and angry boss who he went oh, and fought. God, yeah. Yep, he went to go fight and get yeah. his money. But Greg said he got arrested. But it sounded like he got scolded by the cops. Do you think he was arrested? We got arrested. What? <laughs> no, because well, the way Greg said it, 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 it sounded like they were like gave him a warning. No, we got arrested. We we actually had to go to court. The guy actually called the cops and told the cops we were trespassing. Oh my god! All right, Greg. And then who's, mom, mom, mom. You always leave out the part. Whose idea was it to stay in the store once we call, he called the cops? Well, to be honest with you, how can you get? I, I didn't really even think it was possible that you could get arrested for trespassing in a public place that's a store. How do you get arrested in a store? It's because okay. it's it's because it's private. <laughs> but, you know, but the guy he did he called the cops and the cops and actually you know Greg and I were going to leave anyways, but because the guy you know he refused to pay him. Now the upshot upside of the story, okay? The low life person I don't know if he still owns the store because who knows? I, but, I just uh, assume he's dead. It's fine. Okay. The upside the upside of it is that because you know the guy did that to me. See, I'm. I'm kind of like, uh, you don't want to, I guess you really don't want to piss me off, okay? I'll get, I will get even. Okay, I, I this was the case. Okay, I will get even. So, what I did was, I telephoned the Labor Department. They told me since uh, Gregory was owed back uh, wages, they asked me for detailed information. I got them all the information. I filled out all the paperwork for Gregory. All Gregory had to do was sign it. I sent it. I overnighted it to this lady. And Gregory ended up getting paid for that job. And that guy ended up having to pay taxes on money, not only for Gregory, but they had another employee that they were paying under the book. New York State frowned upon that. You're supposed to pay taxes, okay? New York State likes getting their money. So the guy actually got a violation, and he actually had to pay a fine. So with all said and done, yes, it wasn't a wonderful experience for Gregory. He ended up doing a little community service at the hospital, which was greatly appreciated. And the bottom line was the guy got mud for being a jerk. He should have just paid my son. I'm just. Okay. My mom also leaves out the part where she too had to serve community service, but the only place in Cooperstown you can serve community service is the hospital. And she, and since to she work worked there. there, she didn't have to do anything. <laughs>
Well, that's that's great to know. You know, but the, yeah, but see, that's the difference, though. Quickly, nothing would have been gained. I mean, if they had me do community service, I mean, you know, I mean, I work in the recovery room. I mean, they can't they can't tell the hospital that all of a sudden one of their charge nurses isn't working anymore. Well, you know, well, I mean, you also you also felt so guilty that you actually did volunteer at the library for a week. I did. I volunteered. Yes, I did. And I had one week of those people and realized I could not. I was so glad I didn't have to do any community service. <laughs> so the moral of the story, Ryan, is if uh, if you want to get arrested, just be a nurse. You won't have to do community service. Uh, now I know. i got to change careers. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, you have to go to school, though, Ryan. Uh, see, I did that <laughs> with your son. And that's how we met each other. But we both got degrees we don't use. So that's fun. I use my degree a little. Okay. That's loose. I said a little. I didn't say a lot. <laughs> I use my degree a little too. Uh, no, but I can get it tomorrow. Yeah, but actually, that's not really actually communication is one of those type degrees that you can make it work in almost any occupation. That's what I they. Mean, that's what they told me about psychology. That's what I do. But I don't. I don't do psychology yeah. at all. Yeah, but I mean, you. But you use some of the things that you learned. I mean, there's a lot of things that you learn in various degrees that you know at the time you think they're worthless but you realize that you've picked up some you know some really good um interviewing skills i mean look at it that's how i look at it i to me going to work every day was a learning experience every day i learned something because my patients were such a diverse population i always learned some tidbit about something that i would have never been exposed to if i didn't take care of my patients Greg, so, my, Greg, what's the one thing you've learned in the past two months at your job? Um, I'm not. You, we're not. We don't get political on this podcast, right? We don't get political. That's right. We don't do that. Uh, Mom, most embarrassing story you're willing to share with Ryan about me? Most embarrassing story? You mean? Oh, where you embarrassed me? Oh, <laughs> just just one 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 or two. You think Ryan's really gonna like? Okay, one's fine. What? what one is fine whatever you want to tell doesn't bother okay. doesn't bother me when gregory i don't know if gregory's gonna like this one oh. when gregory was very very young okay we're talking like two two and a half he was very young okay but gregory's always been very verbal i mean he's always had a great really? vocabulary so mm-hmm. even when he was young he could he usually spoke pretty well i mean some of his words were babyish but he got his point across nothing's okay? changed oh all right, my mother's visiting. Okay. <laughs> I know this story. This is great. Okay. She decides she's gonna take them she's gonna take them to the movies. I'm at work. No, I think it was the movies. It was either the supermarket or the movies. I think it was the movies. So anyway, she took him to the movies. So he apparently had to go to the bathroom. And instead of saying to my mother that he had a full bladder or a big bladder <laughs> no, that's Freddie. Stop. Okay, if you're gonna if you're gonna talk, then talk. Okay. So anyway, but what he said instead of telling her he had a full bladder, he said to in and in the movie theater in his unfortunately loud little boy voice. Okay. Um, and for everyone to hear around him, okay, yeah. he says to Grandma. I have to go to the bathroom. I have a very big penis. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, this has been perfect. There's there's nothing better than what just happened. No, nothing's changed. I still I still yell that in very crowded places. It's true. I've been with them. Honestly, my poor mother, she said, she, she, I, she sat there for a minute and then just said, okay, let's go to the bathroom, you know, but I have to tell you, my mother's a good sport. If it had been my mother-in-law, she would have been mortified. Okay. <laughs> okay. But my mother, just, my mother took it well. I, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, mom. I thought you were going to tell Ryan the story about when I called the cops. Oh, that one. Oh, you want me to tell him that one? And we're okay. here. You can't just cliffhanger us. Okay. All right. My mother's visiting again. All she, right. she, now, my, my grandma brought out the worst to me. It's basically what this uh, is all going to tell us. My, my, this is funny. Okay. I picked Gregory up at nursery school. All right. We get in the car. All right. We're driving home from nursery school. My, he's in his car seat. My mother, you know, he's, he's little. Again, he's like two and a half. He's little. Two and a half, three. He's a baby. Sorry, he's in his car seat. I'm driving this. Okay, I never swear in the car. I always call people when the children were little. I always called them stupid things like, oh, what a toad, what a jerk. You know, I always called them names, but I never swore in front of them. So, okay, so I'm, I'm saying he's a toad, he's a jerk, he's carrying on. I, so, unfortunately, I emphasized it. What I said was, where's a cop when you need one? That's Stupid guy cut me off. I just slam on the brakes. I quick had to turn to get out of his way because he turned in front of me. I was so aggravated. And I turn, you know, I turn around. Gregory's fine. I'm fine. Everybody's fine. Okay. Mom's fine. We get home. We get in the house. Of course, I'm still talking about the jerk, right? So I'm saying, what a jerk. Where do these people, how come they drive? They, you know, they, people are trying to kill people. Blah, 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 blah. Where's the cop? You know, blah, blah, blah. All right, I'm in the kitchen. I put up the water for tea. I'm getting my mother something to drink. I'm getting Gregory a drink. And the telephone rings. And I think, huh, okay. So, you know, I answer the phone. Deep voice, baritone. This guy says, um, is this, you know, uh, is this uh, some da-da-da? I said, yes. You know, I am the, you know, homeowner, you know. Uh, he says, this is officer, blah, 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 blah. And he starts to tell me who he is. And I'm like, going, what the heck is going on? He said, do you have a young child? I said, well, of course I do. I said, of course I do. He said, do you know that he just dialed 911 and said that you had an emergency at this phone number and hung up the phone? <laughs> I said, oh. I said, I said, oh, oh. I am so sorry. I said, you know, I said, it, there's a really logical explanation for this. And I start to tell him, the guy goes, do you or do you not have an emergency? I said, no, officer, I do not. Okay, goodbye. Click. <laughs> All right. I stood there for like 30 seconds with my mouth open. Okay. At first, I'm thinking to myself, what do I tell Gregory? Do I tell Gregory he's in trouble for calling 911? Or do I laugh <laughs> about this? Or do I, or do I ignore this? I thought about, you know, I didn't say anything immediately. Then I thought about it, and I said to myself, you know what? If I'm ever on the floor, the, the kid will call 911. I cannot be, you know, I cannot correct this behavior. So I said to Gregory, I said, honey, did you call the police? Well, yes, that man cut you off, and you said you needed a policeman. I said, yeah. I said, I did say that, didn't I? I said, My, honey, my grandma please. nearly died. Oh, I, I think she might not she have stopped laughing. She was, she was peeing her pants. She was hysterical. Oh, my God. And she said to me, are you going to reprimand him? I said, you know, I really can't. 
I said, because you know what? I, I was the one that told him to do that. I said, you know, I really, I told him to do that. I mean, basically, here I am in the car repeating myself saying, oh, where's the cop when I need one? Boy, I wish there was a copy. I mean, I must have said it like four times. I, you know? So, I think so, the, what, we, what we learned from this, Mom, is anything I do, it's definitely your fault. Oh, definitely. What do you mean? I get paid for everything. <laughs> what do you mean? Definitely my fault. It has nothing to do with my fault. It's just that all my children blame me for everything that happens in their lives, regardless. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> all right. Oh, just God. remember one thing, Brian. Yes. That I am the first to take credit for every single accomplishment my children have. I take and, great And Greg has accomplished so people. much, like still being alive. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> We do the show together. We're, we're, we're great. He's made a great friend group. He has good relationships and he works very hard. There you go. There you go. I, I see and I it sounds like you do too. I, we, we, Greg and I have accomplished the exact same amount of nothing. <laughs> so it's... Uh, well, so we're very we'll, simple. We'll accomplish, we'll accomplish stuff in Montreal. I'm going to Montreal with Ryan. I, I will be there. Yes. Um, okay. Well, you guys enjoy yourself. We you will. You guys have a good time. Mrs. And really, uh, you know, you just, you have to remember that whatever you, I told my kids this forever, whatever you do as a living for a job or whatever, you have to love it. Otherwise you just can't do it. That's why we do the show. Um, Mrs. Mrs. Kaplan, before you go, uh, do you have any particular questions for us about the show or for me or anything? If not, we could just end it right here. So you guys just really do, you do sports. You guys follow sports and you, it's like a blog. You just have a, a following that, that follows and listens to you guys as you kind of like do a sports broadcast. We talk yep. about the Rangers for about 20 to 25 minutes. And then for the rest of the hour, we don't really talk about the Rangers and people still listen. That's exactly what happens. I'd say people were more excited hearing that our moms were coming on the podcast than they were about whatever we have to say about the Rangers. Yep. Ah, well, I hope Ryan's mom had as much as fun as I did. I she's, think you guys are wrong. She's coming on next, so that'll be a fun uh, time. You tell her, okay, you tell her have a wonderful evening. I and will. I hope she has a wonderful Mother's Day. I will tell her that. Thank you so much for coming on. Okay, I really appreciate yep. it. Okay, talk to you. Bye. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. I'm still recording. There she goes. I'm still recording. Just so you oh, know. Okay. We're gonna, I'm, I'm going to transition into my mother right now. All right. Um, that was a fucking trip. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly forgot about the big penis story. I'm really uh, happy she brought that I, up. That's incredible. And something that will definitely be said on this podcast again. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go get my mom set up on this. So I'm going to give her a call and tell her what to do to how to call in this. And then we're going to go for that. So transition to mom number two. Uh, I cannot believe that just happened. Here we go. Hey, we're back with my mom. We just had Greg's mom on. Mom, Mrs. Mrs. Mommy. That was weird. Mom, say hello. <laughs> hi, everybody out there. Yes. Hi, Ryan. Hi, hi Greg. Hi. You, you've spoken to Greg one time before? Maybe? Maybe, yes. We, we yeah, met we, at, we met, we at met. the birthday parties. Greg, Greg. No, we met. No, uh, no we that's met very different quickly. <laughs> it was very quickly before you know, uh, Ryan. Greg, you should to come to the birthday game. parties because they're awesome. Yeah. Well, Greg, oh, okay. I, yeah, it was. It was the. It was the. It was the meetup game. Oh yes, yes. We got. You got to oh, meet there. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he stayed over. 
We need um, to come to the birthday parties. They're fun. Okay. He was invited. I never get invited. He was definitely invited. Um, I talked I'm to this inviting guy. you now. See, this is why you should have me as your co-host. I would have you at all the parties. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> the shit. <laughs> the shit on already. Thanks, Mom. Um, glad to have you on. So, uh, you know, we're doing a special Mom's Day episode, and then uh, in June we'll do a Dad Day episode. Your thoughts on that? I have thoughts on that. I guess uh, Greg's dad could be there doing all the talking, and then you would just sit there with cricket sounds in the background when you ask your father questions. <laughs> uh, ser- serious question. What do you think would happen if I called dad? Uh, our dad, dad? I was like, I would be like, Dad, it's your son. He'd be like, who? He'd be like, who? And then he would cry, and then he would hang up, and then he would get high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going swimmingly. Um... You know, we want to spend some time uh, appreciating our mothers. You know, usually what people do is they post these long sonnets on social media, but we decided to bring our moms on, on our podcast. Uh, I think I think our idea is better. Like, who, a picture tells a thousand words. I'd rather my mom just say a thousand words. Right. Yeah. And we can. I could talk forever. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, Greg, do you want to ask any questions in particular? You want to start there? I have a lot. Okay. Uh, After you, Gregory. First, First, first and foremost, how exactly have you tolerated that for 28 years? Well, because I'm exactly like him. <laughs> it's, Ouch. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> you know, it's easy to deal uh, with yourself if you, if you like yourself. And we happen to, the Mead family happens to have some self-confidence. That, and we're, that, very, we're very sarcastic people. I don't know what, if you uh, noticed that about us. Ryan? No. What? That doesn't sound right. <laughs> um. Oh man, there's so there's so many. I'm trying to think of which ones are appropriate and which ones aren't. Oh, they're um, all appropriate. Even if they're not, the, the inappropriate ones would probably be the better way to go. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, no. Well, I know I know that our mutual friends are going to listen to this. So let let's let's start a fight right here. Uh, who's your favorite Ryan friend? Oh my god, <laughs> this is good. Artist, artist or dog? Oh, that's a that's a oh. really Switzerland oh, answer. No, I, I don't want a political answer. That's a political um, answer. Mom. I am I I am Ryan's I am Ryan's favorite friend. Whoa, another political oh. answer. Oh, oh you, what are you is, are you running for president? Oh. What are you I, doing? I just wanted you to say Joe Binks, and then I was going to move on with my day. She doesn't really know Joe as well. Oh, this is what? Too obvious. Oh, oh, I like that answer. That's a good answer for Joe. Well, um, and the answer is probably Louise. So, yeah, anyway, it would be this is no, no one mad. This I, is so I... for people listening. No one cares about this. All right, keep move on. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just going to ask the most obvious one because it's the thing I, I don't understand how Ryan pulls any ladies. Can you explain this to me? What, what is it? Ryan's got mojo. I don't believe it. <laughs> I've seen him. I've hung out with him. I've talked with him weekly. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've never seen. I've never seen the actual. You know. The actual scene and you know moving along there with Ryan and Deborah, but apparently there's some kind of voodoo or something Ryan's got that that people gravitate towards him. Can't explain it. It's just some kind of uh, mojo. My mom, my mom, the, my mother once called uh, my reproductive organ a magical flute. Uh, <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> she said, she's, she, "Just, just to give some context to this, we were I, no, 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 no context needed. I think it's perfectly fine. No, the way no, it some, is. Con- some context. Uh, one day, I think I was, I was hanging out with some girl, and she left. Uh, I think she was much re- more attractive than I was. And my mom was, I don't get it. What is your, what is it? Play the flute." <laughs> 
my so, life. <laughs> so you're not the only one that uh, thinks that, Greg. No, I, I guess that, that helps answer my second question. Does Ryan introduce you to these ladies? Because I have a strict nobody meets my mom policy. We also have a strict. No, I don't. We have a strict nobody beats my mom policy. Nope, nope, nope. There's a we uh, backdoor entrance to the house, and that's the way. That's the way we roll. Not the only time that happens. Hey, hey, what happens, uh, in Bayshore, what happens in Bayshore stays in Bayshore. You know what I mean? That's, thank you. <laughs> uh, Ryan is also famous for hosting all these events at the house. How how are you okay? Like, wh- what was your role in all of these? Like, Ryan talks a big game about how like a. Uh, ECT started at his in his backyard. Hey, Mom, for reference, ECT oh. is the fighting game tournament where I had like fifty five no, people in my okay. backyard. Okay, one of my one of my favorite stories, right? I come home. I was waitressing at the time, and it's like eleven thirty at night, and I'm in my uniform, and I smell like fried fish, and I'm tired, and I'm cranky, and I'm like, "There's cars up and down my block, parked everywhere. The whole neighborhood's full of cars." I'm like, "What the hell's going on?" So I get to my backyard, and there's a bouncer at my gate <laughs> because this. A giant bouncer at my gate, da- right? And Darren, I'm like, Darren and I'm, is six foot eight. Yeah, big, big fella. So I come walking, and they're like, and they're collecting five dollars to come into my backyard. Okay, <laughs> so um, you know, even back then, entrepreneur. So I come in, and the, the guy looks at me, and he, he goes, he goes, the mom's here, the mom's here. So they let me in the backyard. I got through the bouncer. There were TVs everywhere throughout the backyard, set up all over the place. Millions of kids playing video games. I've never seen anything like it, but there was a bouncer at my gate. I almost didn't, you didn't run this by you before hosting the tournament. <laughs> no, no, I think no, no, because we don't. That's not how we roll. It's kind of like, you know, I come home like it's just it's just I come home and I'll be like, oh, Ryan's got 45 kids. Like one time Domino's came to the house. I swear to God, with 60 pizzas. Remember they used to do the four by four or four thing? The five. Uh, the yeah, the five by five yeah, and all of a sudden, uh, Domino's things. The guys, the guys, literally bringing in sixty pizza boxes to the four hundred kids in the backyard. I come back. I'm like, what? What is happening exactly? So, and I, I'm a heavy sleeper, so you know, it's hard to say ever really what's going on here. No, yeah, you really never know. It's incredible. Um, what's? Uh, I never know. I, I, I like to I like to make fun of Ryan for coming up with extravagant ideas and never following through. What is what is the most ridiculous thing Ryan has tried to run by you? That he just never felt followed through. There's on. a lot. <laughs> oh, there's yeah. Um, oh my God, Ryan and I are so good with pipe dreams. Um, we pipe, had the terraria, the terrariums. Oh yeah, oh, we've, we've talked. We've <laughs> talked about that. We've talked about the terrarium thing. We've gone deep on how I wanted to do the terrarium thing. The terrarium thing that was big. You know what the thing is too, but. I'm always, I'm, I'm so crazy supportive. I'm like, that is a great fucking idea. Rock that shit out. And then all of a sudden we're like, you can't put plants in a little fucking light bulb. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so um, we did the terrarium thing. There have been a number of, God, Ryan, what, what, what other little um, dietetic pizza ideas have we had here? Uh, we've, we've had a lot of stuff over the years. Can we talk about how we had a microwave with only one button that worked on it? What? <laughs> so I don't cook really. So uh, when we moved into this house, we were at the um, less wealthy stage of our lives. So we bought the house. Not the much house, has changed, house, but okay. We didn't really have a kitchen. Huh? Not much has changed, but okay. Not, so, like, we're, not like we're killing it now. No, no, no. Yeah, okay. But we have, we have a kitchen now. We're, we're you know, we're, we're like millennial people. That's correct. Uh, but back then, we, all we had was a microwave and the only button worked with popcorn, I think. So, 
So, Anything we cook, it's not really as funny as it is. Well, no, it was funny because I would have to know exactly what each food item and how many popcorns it would take. Like, oh, soup. That's <laughs> that's that's two and a half popcorns. Because because it wasn't it wasn't like popcorn. Uh, it wasn't like popcorn was a full power microwave. It would be like seventy percent of microwaving. So on the instructions, it wasn't like you know. Um, so popcorn was a minute and thirty. It wasn't like okay, I'll just put it in for three minutes. Two popcorns. It was like, oh, it's 70%. So I had to figure out what all pizza and every other item was in popcorns. And yeah, it was a good time. So you think you would have been more of a rocket scientist with that kind of upbringing? Well, no. Let's talk about right. how, how uh, I, did, I didn't do too well in school. And then also I fell down the stairs and you kicked me. Um, let's do that real quick. <laughs> oh. All right. Um, well. So. Okay. No, this is, this is a really true story. So we used to live uh, where there were apartments next to each other. And Ryan would go next door to the babysitter on Friday when I went to work. So Ryan went to talk to the babysitter, and I, for whatever reason, I decided I was going to go into the babysitter's house and see Ryan. And Ryan's laying on the floor shaking. Like, look, well, no, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You, had, you were leaving for work, what? and then you, for whatever reason, you weren't supposed to come back, but you did. I did, right. I was not supposed to come back. I had forgot something to tell you something, and I came in. And I walk in, and Ryan's laying on the floor like a piece of bacon, just popping around, <laughs> popping around. So now I'm late for work, and Ryan's being a jokester. And also, Ryan, if, sometimes if Ryan wants you to do something, he might get a little more dramatic about it, okay? Ryan so I think he, I said, Ryan doesn't want me to go to work. He's laying on the floor being dramatic and pretending like he's having a seizure or something. So I'm like, Ryan, get up. Ryan, get up. I have to go to work. I'm going to be late. Get up. And I'm kicking him with my work shoe. I'm like, get up, get up. And then, then we find out that Ryan fell down the flight of stairs. <laughs> and uh, I and was having a seizure. Was having a seizure. Yep. <laughs> and he did, end, he did end up in pediatric ICU for five days. So, yep. Oh. yep still alive. And that's why I can't ah. do math. So there in, you go. in fairness, uh, kicking to see if they're all right is my go-to move as well. And I, I, come, <laughs> I come from a medical family. So I, I think that's tried yeah, and true. I, I think it's outstanding parenting skills on my behalf. You know what I mean? But listen, I didn't leave him there. I actually put him in the car and took him to the hospital. Oh, so that, I have to get some props I for appreci- that. I appreciate that. I really do. Um, Thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, quick quick, quick side note. When was the last time you got child support? Oh, um, 1994. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Right? Ryan tells me nothing's off limits, and then I, I'm not even the one dropping the stuff that's off limits. Yeah, you know. It's no, there's, yeah, you know, there's, there's not, what are you going to do? Nothing. Nothing. Not, not get jobs for you, I guess. Uh, have you, uh, what, what's the dumbest thing Ryan has done for you? Like, the, like you, you sit back and you think to yourself, God damn it, that's my kid. That's my kid. You know, here's the thing. I was thinking about that before, and I'm not even being smolty about the Ryan Mead thing, but Ryan Mead kind of kind of was born with, like, like a pamper diaper in one hand and his bottle in the other. So he's kind of been, like, self-sufficient since he was, since he was like, a fetus. You know what I mean? So I can't even think of one thing. That, can you think of anything, Ryan, that you did that was really... Also, you don't really get you don't really get angry, and that's kind of been our deal. We don't really get angry. Like there was times where I broke windows, I broke stuff around the house, I had fifty people in the backyard. Like for example, and just to throw this out here, Greg's mom was just on, and if Greg had fifty fifty people in the backyard, uh, Greg would have been hanging by a noose. I mean, <laughs> I, I should have had a story about when I had a house party. She was very angry about me. I shouldn't say hanging by a noose, but yeah, ra- no. ra- rather Greg would have been beaten. 
I, I would have been. A, my yeah. mom said she's not physical. She would have got physical that day. Yes, he would have. So, <laughs> so when you say I've been, I just, I, I just I, took a slice of pizza and went to bed. That's kind of what I've. We've been. It, it, my mom and I have been a team pretty much our whole life. We've been like this, this two person show of survival, and now here we are. So really, I haven't. So you surviving. Have you have you have you ever done anything that resulted in Ryan uh, having to appear in court like my mom has done to me? No, no, actually, I haven't had him arrested or anything. <laughs> but why don't you tell that story? We we did, we we did tell that <laughs> you'll, story you'll, already. You'll, 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 you'll hear it. You'll oh. hear it. You'll know. Oh, okay. It's, it's yeah, no, no, no. I I, I had no, Ryan's parole officer has never been to this house. No, fresh out. The only time we had to go to court is when a pit bull was attacking our, our, uh, our entire car. Oh, yeah, yeah. We did We did have an attack pit bull in the neighborhood, and we had to go to go to court for that. But that wasn't about Ryan. That no. was about Brian being eaten by a yeah, pit bull. Yeah, no, that's, that's Mr. 305. You can't ever really account for what he's going to do. No, never. Um, yeah, no, we don't want something bad happen to Ryan. Greg, I think we've gone through a lot here. Magical flutes. Um... I'm, I'll just... I'm so... So there's, it's there's gone never in places been... that I wouldn't have seen coming, but that's okay. <laughs> I just the thing I love most about doing this is um, Ryan was self sufficient out of the womb, and apparently I wanted to read. I don't remember ever wanting to read. You were reading the New York Times when you were two years old, apparently. I was five. Okay. When I was two years old, I was saying I had a big penis and was calling cops. Yep. So we've learned a lot about each other. <laughs> so Ryan plays the flute. You've got. <laughs> we're, 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 made, we're basically what we're saying is we're made for each other and our, our moms are the big this reason not, that's yeah this is not the direction i thought it'd be going in but interesting to learn so much you know information about well, both of you well, that, like this that's a good question you know now that we're here where did you think this was gonna go <laughs> i wasn't really sure i was heading more in the giraffe direction oh but, yeah let's you know. talk about this this is good um so on the rangers right now there is a current player named ryan spooner and he's obsessed with giraffes you are also obsessed with giraffes. You were part of a giraffe fan. You were part of a giraffe fan club. You support multiple I giraffes am. in the United States. You know a lot of giraffes by name. Um, you watch. I have. You watch the April birth live. Oh um, my god, I'm crazy. scarred by that birth. Um. So. So here, here's what I'm thinking, okay? So okay. I'm going to throw this out to all the all the fans and everything like that. Yes. So I think we – I don't know if you could take a vote or something like that. We could do that. But this is what I'm thinking. Okay. So I really want to go to Tennessee to see Alf, my, my second favorite giraffe after April, okay? <laughs> and I want Ryan to take me to Tennessee to Bright Zoo in Limestone, Tennessee to see Alf. And Ryan's kind of dragging his feet about it, not, you know, not really into the whole thing. So I don't know if your fan base can take a vote, and if we, enough votes come in that say, yes, Ryan's taking me to Tennessee, Ryan's taking me to Tennessee to see Alf, and we will do a live podcast from oh. the zoo. I, I am all over this. Oh I will make God. this happen. I hate this. But, uh, this is I'm leverage. Busy. You're but, using this as leverage. Has, Ryan, Ryan hasn't so, told you that. Uh, I, so I work in news up in Albany, but one of the stations that um, we work with is a station out in Syracuse. So for an entire summer, the all Syracuse news stories would be about April. Like if April coughed or farted, we had to do breaking news coverage as she was pregnant with Tajiri. <laughs> My mom pays for the text updates on April. Like you know, I do. I, I pay for the I pay for the private April page. I'm a little obsessed. It was, I'm going uh, up there for for giraffes with giraffes. I'm going to drink beer with giraffes. Oh my god! I'm going up. It there. was it was yes, April twenty four seven. Once we got to the due date, everyone was like on call until April gave birth, and her giving birth literally scarred me. 
I, I, I can't look at animals the same way anymore. When it falls out, it's like... It changes the whole view of things, doesn't it? It really does. No, it wasn't, it wasn't even the falling out, Ryan. It was like the, 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 the fireworks that came out of that area before it fell out. It, yeah, I, I don't know. Childbirth is interesting. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> and, and that's a good circle around here to say, thanks, Mom. I really appreciate everything you've done for us. Like, you know what? You're my favorite giraffe, Ryan. You know, I'm your favorite child, too, because I'm the only one. Um, so, yeah, that makes it so much easier. Th- that was super she, easy. She no, knocked, so she knocked, see, see Ryan, Ryan's the only child, so you know, you know when you knocked it out of the park and you know you hit a home run. I'm the youngest, which means they finally got it right and decided to stop. <laughs> so everybody's a winner here. Everybody's exactly. a winner. That's it. I, and I'm a winner, too, because everybody's going to vote for Kathy Mead and Ryan Mead to go to Bright Zoo in Tennessee in Limestone so we could see Alf, 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 Alf. My mom is obsessed with Alf the giraffe. So um, you would have taken someone so else, but things happen. Vote. Anyway, uh, Greg, do you have any <laughs> – we're not getting into that. Uh, we don't talk politics. Anyway, um, Greg, do you have no, any fi- – No, 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 no. Do you have any final questions for my mom? I – I, 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 Greg, do you want to come with us to see Elf? I, I'm not going to say no. Let me put it that way. We're all, uh, I'm, Greg and I are I trying think, to go to Europe together. As oh, a, yeah. That's a Europe, thing. Europe's more up. Come on. We got it. It's, it's Tennessee. That's where it's at. There's a giraffe calling your name. They were already eliminated. Ryan, Greg. Uh, you, you Ryan, know, I've, Greg. I've, I've heard that Tennessee is the Europe of America. That's what everyone says. That's what I heard. Yeehaw, baby. And, you know, you can go to Europe anytime. When can you go see a giraffe named Al? Not the that, Alps. Alps. That's Think right. Ten- Tennessee is, uh, is on the time. It's on a, a strict time limit. So I understand this one, too. Um. Yeah, so I, I think, you know, a vote for Kathy is a vote for happiness. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you have any questions for Greg Not or anything, Bob, before we get out of here? No, it was a pleasure, though, getting to know you better and talking to you guys and knowing that you have so much in common. Right. Um, this has been a really humbling experience for both of us. <laughs> I, I'm, happy, I'm happy we've crossed this off our podcast bucket list, though. This has been as inappropriate as it could have been for both uh, moms of ours. So that's nice. Yeah, I, I have to say, you know, but that's that's how we roll. You know what that's I mean? What if you're do. not going to be honest now, when are you going to be honest? Thanks yeah, for- I just, I, I really wasn't expecting so much penis talk during a mom cast. <laughs> You know what? I wasn't really either, but you know. Here we are. I was going to say that people like you need to rise. You, you need to rise to the occasion, but I'm going to let oh that go. Oh my god! People are going to hear this. Yeah, that's oh. true. Uh, a good amount of people. Anyway, but, um, hey, hey, a good amount of people are going to send you to Tennessee to go see Alf. That's right. So that's right, Ranger fans, Ranger <laughs> Breakaway fans. Send me, let vote yes, so me, Ryan, and Greg can go to Limestone, Tennessee. And Greg, yes. See Alf. <laughs> and we, we could drink. I'll drink. <laughs> we could play beer pong. Oh, my do, God. It would be so much fun. Bob, we're not 22. <laughs> Think about the possibility. Neither, well, neither am I. Well, I played beer pong at the last party. That's true. You did. Um, all right. I did. We're, uh, we're out of here. Mom, thanks so much for coming on. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Remember, vote for us. Vote for Kathy. Okay. All right. Bye, Mom. <laughs> Thank, All right, guys. Thanks, care. thanks for moving back home. Really appreciate it. Bye. Okay, bye. Hey, we're back. Oh, man. That's a thing. That was a lot. So, Whew. learned a lot from our moms. A little bit. A lot a of bit. A lot of bit. Glad to have them on. Hope, uh, hope everyone enjoyed that. 
That was something. I, uh, if you didn't enjoy that and you listened to us, I don't know. Like, what more do you want from us? I really don't know. That was really revealing. I, I didn't. I shouldn't have maybe brought the flute thing up, but I did. So there you go. I I did not know my mom was going to tell the big penis story. So uh, here we are. It's very a very pee pee podcast. Now uh, <laughs> let's get to the big news. Speaking of, speaking of things that excite my pee pee, that's that's how you transition. That's right? a great that's a great transition, Greg. And I know transitions. Uh, mm. Sports betting. Was ruled, was ruled legal 7-2 to two at the Supreme Court today. Now, it's not legal. It's 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 ruled so that states can make it legal. Right. So now, and, now the states uh, have the ability to do that. Right. And the early, the early indication is um, there will be at least 32 states over the next five years that introduce some form of betting on sports. And for those saying, what, I could already bet on horse racing. This is uh, a story of a girl. Uh, but yeah, it's different than horse racing because yeah. one of my dreams is to be able to like go to a baseball game and just bet on it right on the spot. I want to be able to bet on NBA games. I want to be able to bet on esports just from my computer. Like I'm ready. I'm ready to roll. I, I think early so investors that, and that's well, go ahead. That's the interesting thing. Um, I don't know how it'll necessarily work. One across state lines, like say you live in a state where for whatever reason they don't want to enact sports betting. I don't know if you're going to be able to go on mohegansun.com and place a sports wager. I don't think you are. So I'm I think the way sure you can do that. I'm pretty sure you can do that for like Bovada in Las Vegas. Um, like if you you can you can link your bank account to the Bovada website and you can play sports bets from the comfort of your own home right now. But it's not it's not it's easy and accessible. Like no, it, but I, I know for it's, example, it's specifically like, made difficult so you don't do it. Like New Jersey has uh, legalized poker online, I believe. I think they're one of the only states that does that, and it checks. New Jersey's going to be the New Jersey's going to be the first state that go. This was their lawsuit, so the lawsuit was like New Jersey versus the United States or whatever the fuck it's called. New Jersey versus um, the United States, a terrible loss. Um, this this they'll be the first state to introduce it, and the first places that you'll see sports betting will be in casinos. So for us here in the tri-state area, it's going to be great because any casino that exists within the next, as soon as lawmakers decide to vote on this, and there's no timetable for that. I'd imagine Jersey, I'd imagine they're going to have sports gambling before the end of the year. Uh, New York and Connecticut, I bet before April of next year, if I had to guess. Nice draft plug. It's yeah, yep, yep. There you go. Uh, vote, vote for lawmakers that want to enact sports sports betting. There you go. Um, it's going to be interesting. I'm I'm very excited about it because one of the most fun things I did when I was in Vegas the last time was just spend an entire day in a sports book, and it's it's a sports fan's paradise. What you brought up is interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how sports leagues allow for in stadium betting. I know the Golden Knights do it. Um, cause they're in Vegas. I would bet the first league to really allow for NBA. It's gotta be. It's the NBA. It's the NBA. It's definitely the NBA. I mean, it's, it's the most progressive league when it comes their to their commissioners like come out and said, we want to have gambling in the NBA. It's their, it's going to happen. You're going to be able to gamble at the games or at I'd least Im- online. I'd imagine so. Um, but again, the thing that's going to be weird is that like, there will be States that doesn't have like Utah is a very conservative state. I'm not sure the jazz are ever going to offer gambling in-house. Um, Probably not. It's it's definitely I, – I haven't thought of it from a if I'm at the game, can I place a bet standpoint. I've definitely thought of it from the – it's going to be – there's now a – this is the best thing a casino could ever be told because you're going to get a whole new 
like wave of degenerate gamblers. But it's also one of the worst things that your casino could be told because now you're going to have more competition, which you did not have before. Uh, well, it's the worst thing for Vegas. I, I, I like there will be a. I, I don't know the the number off the top of my head, but I would say there is a larger. There is a concerning enough portion of the U.S. gambling population that specifically flies to Vegas to place sports wagers and then flies back to either cash those tickets in or place another wager. And I, and that just won't happen anymore. If say, if California allows for sports betting, which I'm sure they will, the people who commute from Los Angeles to Vegas, it's just not going to happen. No, it's not. Um, you'll have people like me. I won't have to go online to play sports bet anymore. I could just go to, there's a casino 30 minutes from me and I guarantee you they're going to have a sports book. So I can just go there to place all my sports bets whenever I want. It's it's going to hurt Vegas number one, and then number two, it'll hurt um, like my bookie, which is an offshore gambling site. I think people will leave my bookie because it's going to be so much more convenient to just place a bet in person. And if states if states are smart enough and create gambling apps, yeah. Good luck. I, I don't know how a sports betting website will ever survive that. No, I, I don't either. Like the New York, if there was like a New York sports app for betting, uh, that would be absolutely incredible. And they already they already have like Naira, the New York Racing Association already has one. So if you want to place a wager on a horse race in New York, you can just download the app. I mean, I really money. just want to be able to bet on a few games. I, I And I'm not a gambler. Let's get that out of the way. I know you are. Well, yes, e- actually, everyone knows you are. But uh, I, I don't really gamble, but I would love to place like, you know, a $5 bet here or there on some games, like a Ranger game. I think they, I feel really confident in them. An NBA game where I feel like I have an inside scoop on it or I know wait, I know more than the bookies do, which I never will, but I feel like that. And uh, the, spe- especially the one, when it comes the to... One trick, the one trick that you just mentioned, I mean, the casinos usually have limits for like the smallest bet they accept. Like you can't just sit down at a blackjack table and risk $5. No. Um, so for example, when I was in Vegas, the... The lowest bet you can place is a twenty dollars bet. Yeah, that makes on sense. any sporting event. Okay. Um, so if you, you, you'll have to be comfortable with wagering at least twenty at a time, but when you really think about it, it's not a whole lot of money. Uh, and if you parlay it, then you know you'll get the payout eventually. Well, we'll see. We'll but, see. but the whole point is like, especially because you know I've been more into esports recently, especially the Overwatch leagues, Strucker. And I would love to be able to bet on that league because right now I feel like I have an advantage, knowing more than most people would. So I, th- I think I could make I could make okay money doing that. So I, I just wish there would be an, an easy way where I could place my over-unders for baseball and basketball, where I can place my over-unders for the NFL and maybe bet a game or two throughout the year through an app. Like, if that happens, they're going to get my money. That's just the way it is. Yeah, and the crazy thing about the fact that this hasn't been a thing before, that doesn't make sense to me. It's just, if you, this, I mean, we, we don't like to get political, but I'm about to. The whole reason why I actually think most drugs should be legalized Whoa. is because it's a whole lot it's it's a lot easier to regulate an industry when the like the government has a role in it. So like these sports leagues and these states will have active partnerships in how to regulate gambling, which is a lot easier than a bookie sets a line or a sports book sets a line, and that's the line you go with, and the league can't do anything about it. So right. Allowing leagues not only to – this is going to make shitloads of money for every professional sports league that's smart enough 
to adopt and, some form and states of like you want to make you want to make some tax money i got you this is this is going to help you yeah exactly like the, this is my whole thing like i i, I don't know is, is it like socialism well this is I, this I is why whatever it's no just, it's not but you said all drugs and i think maybe one drug should be legal and that's about it but no, uh, I honestly think you know what. Here's uh, this no, is we, go we, off. we cannot do this. No, 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 I, okay, I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna say it quickly. All right, I, it's it's like drinking. All right, you're not making anyone take a drug. If someone is gonna shoot themselves up with heroin, whether it's legal or not, they're gonna do it. Like hardcore addicts, people that are gonna do it more often than not, they're they're doing it. So that's why I've always been a big believer in the 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 needle sharing program. That exchanges dirty needles for clean needles with people that are users. Because right. if you're okay. going to use, you might as well this, use safely and stuff like Greg, that. Greg, this is this conversation we're having right now is a an hour long podcast on on social <laughs> uh, policy and all that. And I could get really deep into you, like why that's good and why that's bad. And I think we could just say here we don't know enough about this to say we don't know. Sure. We, uh, long we story no short, idea. make all drugs legal. Go for it. I want to be able to buy cocaine while I'm gambling on sports. That's that's all you had to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's why my mom's not going to listen to this podcast. Uh, that's uh, uh, no, but sport, sports gambling on a more serious note, it, it's it's long overdue. It, it's surprising to me that it took this long. Um, it's it's going to create a new industry for sports leagues that I find fascinating. And it's going to create a new environment for gamblers that I'm going to find fascinating. It'll be extremely interesting to see how states adapt to this policy. I think... The major casinos in Connecticut are going to have a really easy time to do it because they have the infrastructure in place. Um, I believe the casinos that have recently been built in New York, and there have been a ton, have accounted for sports betting of some kind to become legal. So most casinos in New York already have systems in place to easily enact a sports room. It, it's going to be fun. It, it's it's going to – there's – What's that? The, the only downside is to the individual, right? Because now you're presenting options for people to spend money that otherwise were available to them in New York. But that I don't think that's the state's responsibility to try and prohibit someone from how they spend their money. So it's it's going to be great for the state. The state's going to see a, a huge boost of um, economic gains. It's going to be great for the leagues. The amount of money leagues are going to make hand over fist is laughable at the, this point the nba which, knows exactly how much money they're gonna make they know yeah and if yeah, okay let's make this a little bit about hockey if there's ever a reason for hockey just to bite the bullet and do whatever the fuck it takes to avoid a lockout just imagine the billions with a b billions of dollars they'll lose if they lock out when sports betting is legal in the united states i can't even fathom that amount of money i can't yeah. so if owners if any owner jim jim dolan i know you listen to this podcast if you want to make millions upon millions upon millions more, <laughs> not just on the Knicks, make sure there's no lockout. Make sure addicted gamblers can continue to gamble on hockey. Greg, Greg is Greg out. is very pro. Do what you want, even if it's devastating to yourself. Um, uh, make make your own choices, man. It's your life. You only get one to live, as I, my mom said. So I, do what you want to do that makes you happy. And if losing like, like heroin, of dollars gambling, let's go for it. Uh, I have different opinions on you and drugs, but anyway. Um, I said sports. I'm oh, sorry. I said yeah, sports. Anyway, I think this is a good place to end the podcast. <laughs> uh, it's, it's been a trip, man. This has been a wild episode. It's been a trip. Oh boy. Well, if you stayed this long, God bless you. God bless you. That's it. Bye. We promised the mom cast, and we delivered. We delivered. I I was just thinking to myself, should I edit any of that out? And I won't. No. I won't. So. See you guys next week.
Follow us on Twitter, Bush, it's break. Love you. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.